Hi, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So, how was your week? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I knew what, what you were kind of say. question is that? Oh, it's what been kind terrible, of question right? is that? I mean, it's it's no secret that this entire year has been terrible, and um, through it all, we've said to ourselves, you know, at least people aren't sending pipe bombs to prominent Democrats or shooting up grocery stores and murdering elderly people while they're at yeah. synagogues. Like, it's just so disgusting. And all of that happened this week and then some. So, you know, I say this seriously. If you're depressed, we are not ashamed to admit that we have both struggled with this and, and we hear you. And the only thing to do is to talk about it and to get out and vote. Well, that's what we're here to do this week. Like every week, this is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, to uh, to switch on to a slightly brighter note, you know, this is our 50th episode. Can you believe it? 50 episodes. It's been really like um, therapy for it's me. Been a journey. Almost. It's been a journey. So let's do the math. It's been 10 nopes per episode times 50. What does it come out to? 400? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, <laughs> but like... <laughs> Bring out my abacus. No, 500, 500 Five? topics. Like, do you remember them all? I think I do remember most of them. I think if you put a list together and said, circle the things we have not covered, I would be able to do that. I'm not sure about that. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes things come to me and I'm like, was that a nope? I don't remember. There's I don't remember. So okay. Well, let's, uh, let's see if we have some memorable ones. As you know, and this is a good thing, that uh, Me Too, uh, it's about the one year anniversary of Me Too, right? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it's done a lot of public good and it's catching up a lot of people that we never suspected would be horrible people, but we're learning about this, and it's a good thing that we're learning about this. But yeah, sometimes there's horrible people everywhere. There's horrible people everywhere, and we're just learning about it now. Um, but there are some people, like for example, Robert Mueller, special counsel, who we I think correctly assume are clean as a whistle. He is an upstanding citizen. He is at this point one of the only protectors of our democracy. So yes. you would assume that he would be. Uh, clean of any of these Me Too allegations. That was not, I would. That I, I did too. That was not the case this week when reporters got wind of a story that Mueller had been engaging in rampant sexual misconduct. And yeah, and, yeah, right. And, and <laughs> right, tell me another one. And they traced the story to a woman. And when the reporters tracked down the woman, she said that she had been offered money to say this. And the reporters were uh, sufficiently convinced that this was a hoax, that they actually contacted Mueller, and Mueller appropriately referred this to, I don't know, the FBI to investigate this. You so, mean to say that a woman was offered money and fame to lie about sexual assault and she didn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> she called a reporter instead. And she, oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is, okay, so the story about how this happened, never underestimate the, the tactics and stupidity of scoundrels. Here is the story of how this epic saga <laughs> how began. How did it happen? <laughs> okay, so the intrepid reporters traced this back to a disgraced hedge fund manager named Jacob Wohl, W-O-H-L. And I Jacob use the term hedge fund manager lightly. <laughs> I mean, he's like 20 years old. 
and disgraced. It's, and, I mean, most hedge fund managers are disgraced at some point or another. You have to uh, like lose a lot of money to be disgraced. <laughs> I don't know. So okay, so yeah. Jacob Wall was disgraced. He's also a peddler in conspiracy theories. He writes uh, a comment. He writes a blog for a lot of these things. And at some point in the last few weeks, he teased an upcoming quote scandal about Robert Mueller. Stay tuned. There's going to be a big scandal. And he said that his friend, a man named Jack Berkman, who is a Republican lobbyist and radio host, I'm sure this is someone we would know the name of if we circulated in that world, but we do not, so we do not. Jack Berkman (laughs) had hired hired an intelligence, uh, uh, some sort of private investigator called Surefire Intelligence, that's the name of the company, Surefire Intelligence, to investigate Mueller and the sexual harassment uh, claims. Uh, And uh, this was what they came up with. Uh, uh, Wall, Jacob Wall, teased once again, all will be revealed tomorrow at a D.C. area Holiday Inn. So, right. So he was going to sounds have really this, legit. This earth-shattering Robert Mueller toppling press conference at a Holiday Inn, no doubt in the parking lot. Um, so, so of course, right? They couldn't even afford the ballroom. Free Wi-Fi, free breakfast, free scandal. So the reporters continued investigating. Who is this surefire intelligence operation? Well, it turns out that it doesn't exist. When you go to the Surefire Intelligence website, there is a published photo of the managing partner, and it is clearly a picture of Jacob Wall in disguise using Mm -hmm. a different name. And then there is like the board of directors. There's photos of other um, unidentified peoples, but one of them is obviously actor Christopher Waltz. (laughs) Christoph Waltz. (laughs) Christoph Waltz. (laughs) And there's also the Israeli model Bar (laughs) Raffaele. (laughs) <laughs> Israeli model Bar Raffaele is on the board of of Surfire. <laughs> okay, so the final twist of this story is NBC was on this. Rachel Maddow was at her finest reporting on this. Um, and uh, they reported, quote, Wool's email is listed in the domain records for Surefire Intelligence website, and calls to a number listed on the website went to a voicemail message, which provided another phone number, which was listed in public records as belonging to Jacob Wall's mother. <laughs> <laughs> he probably like lives with his mother. No, of course. It's like a circular, it's like a snake eating its own tail. It's like <laughs> Surefire website, Christoph Walls, Bar Raffaele, voicemail to another voicemail to his mother's phone. The saddest thing about this is the like cynical view behind these this operation that they think that every man has committed sexual assault and all it takes is some money to get a woman to reveal all about right. it. I, I mean, I don't know what the flow of events was where she first, you know, sort of baited them into thinking that she would do this and then she decided she wouldn't or maybe she never thought she would and she was just going to uncover them. Either way, Jacob Wall, no, <laughs> surefire intelligence, nope. Like, no. no like, this shut is, it down. Uh, yeah, and if you're going to do this, do a better job of covering your trail. Pick someone other than an Israeli model to be on your board of directors. That's a... Pitiful cover up. Christoph Waltz? <laughs> Inglorious Bastards? Yes. <laughs> okay, no, no. The finest actor of his generation. <laughs> Shut it down. And if you're going to find someone to fake me to, do better than 
Robert Mueller. Nobody's going to believe that. Shut no it down. No believe it. No. Shut it down. No. no. Okay. No. <laughs> Can we please turn, Rachel, to one of our favorite topics, which is the uh, diverse, <laughs> wide world of wonderful foods, especially <laughs> seasonal foods. <laughs> <laughs> Seasonal foods is one of our favorite topics. It's one of our favorite topics because there's nothing worse than a ridiculous food than a seasonally ridiculous food. (laughs) Rachel, do you have... (laughs) I do. I want to talk about um, pumpkin spice. And I feel like we've talked about pumpkin spice But it was a year... Almost a year ago. It was a year ago. And a lot has happened this year. And things have changed. (laughs) The supermarket supermarket I was just in had an entire pumpkin spice uh, section. And every breakfast cereal has pumpkin spice. Every, you know, drink, every power drink, every power bar, they all have pumpkin spice. It's taking over the world. They're like triffids. It's like a pyramid scheme. It's like kudzu. <laughs> so, so my friend Jamie Stelter, who will be coming on this podcast soon, you know, she's a transportation correspondent on New York One, a star of the stage and screen. Our finest living actress. <laughs> and a, a keen observer of the world around us. Absolutely. Um, so Jamie had this segment today that she posted to Twitter, and it's called Off the Rails which is a great pun for a transportation reporter. And in the segment, she describes what she's off the rails about. And today it was the incursion of pumpkin spice into all domains of life. And she was particularly irate about the existence of pumpkin spice latte popcorn. So she talks about this. It is an abomination. She proceeds to catalog all of the pumpkin spice things she's noticed. She says yogurt and Cheerios. And then she casually, like in the middle of this list, mentions kitty litter. And I was like... (laughs) And I was like, Jamie, not a, not a food you, stuff. Not a food what stuff. Are you, is, what are you talking? About? <laughs> I, I I just DM'd her. I was like, kitty litter. <laughs> and she's wait. Like, so how does it work? Like, I don't. I've never had a cat. So, well, since I was so, an infant. So like, they scratch the kitty litter so they can poop in it, right? Right, and then it smells like pumpkin spice in your house. <laughs> that is disgusting. Is it for the so, benefit of the cat or for the owner? Does the cat like it? <laughs> This I I do not know. Further not, further I'm, research needs to be done as to the I'm the first to admit when a, there's a knowledge gap. <laughs> we need to understand the cat's neurological and emotional responses to pumpkin spice stimulus in a controlled yes. environment in a double blind controlled study. <laughs> so I mean, this stuff really does exist. I Googled it and Walmart is selling a brand of kitty litter called Special Kitty. <laughs> and like Special K, but Special Kitty? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Okay. I guess. Yeah, like Special K. And um, like the drug. <laughs> or the breakfast cereal. <laughs> or the breakfast cereal. And it's uh, 14 kilograms for $14. And um, I just Wait, think... Wait, who buys 14... I guess you do. You buy a lot of kitty uh, like litter, a, right? Yeah, because you I need see. it. Yeah. And so I saw this and I just thought, pumpkin spice? No. No. You've overstayed your welcome. You've gone too far. Last year I defended pumpkin spice, but now it's jumped the shark. It's jumped the kitty. I'm done. Jumped the pumpkin. No, no. So I have another one that's about uh, something delicious that I originally thought was delicious that has jumped the shark. So um, you like everything bagels, right? 
Oh, they're the finest of the, the bagels. The finest of the bagels, that's right. And I love it too, except I cannot eat bagels because uh, I can't eat gluten. I have real celiac disease, not like Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't eat celiac, uh, doesn't eat gluten. So I do this Yeah, disgust- you were gluten-free before it was trending. Before it was cool, right. So I do this disgusting thing when people buy like bagels and they come in a in a brown paper bag and there's like everything bagel stuff at the bottom. I like lick my finger and make a wet finger and eat up all the spices and everyone thinks it's disgusting, which in fact it is. Um, So imagine my delight when I was at Trader Joe's the other day and I noticed that they are now selling just everything bagel spice mix, which is salt, garlic, onion, sesame seeds, and poppy seeds in its own little shaker dispenser. I've heard about this. It's one of the hottest items at Trader Joe's. And I put it on everything now. I put it literally everything. So not only am I putting it on everything, the culinary world has caught on to this and they are putting it on everything. And there has been um, a rampant trend of restaurants, high, high-end restaurants, incorporating everything bagel, spices. Are they spices? Seasonings. Seasonings uh, into completely inappropriate things. The one that really caught my eye is, do you remember we talked about a, um, a cocktail bar very early on called Aviary? Oh, Yes. Yes. Where they sell drinks in a bag. Yes. Well, this is um, <laughs> an everything bagel cocktail served in a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What better vector to have a drink than a pillow? <laughs> what says what says everything bagel more than a pillow? <laughs> so this is called their Wake and Bake cocktail. It costs $27, and it's served inside of a pillowcase. <laughs> So they have a plastic pillow. Please describe. <laughs> they fill it with the, like they burn the seasonings and they fill it with the aroma of an everything bagel. And then they put it in a vaporizer and it puts the scent in. And then when it comes to your table, they puncture it and it like steams up in your face and infuses your drink, which is right. Oh, and you be- shove your head in the pillowcase? Yes. Like you, like you hide and suffocate in, in a everything bagel. <laughs> like you're being held hostage. <laughs> It's like a hostage video with everything bagels. And um, there's another one. There's an, a, a hot new in Bedford-Stuyvesant in Brooklyn here in New York area. Uh, there's a new fried rice restaurant. Have you heard about this? No, uh, it's but I'm intrigued. Fan Fried Rice Bar. I love a good fried rice bar. Oh, um, and they good, have, uh, yeah. in the mornings, they have a breakfast fried rice bowl for $10 that um, consists of fried rice topped with thick-cut bacon, eggs, mixed vegetables, and potato chips, all sprinkled liberally with everything bagel seasoning. Why not? sound like the worst. (laughs) Better than a pillow, having your head stuffed in a pillow. (laughs) The the bar is low. The bar is low for everything bagel. So that's another terrible thing. I am not going to have that, um, that cocktail. No, but Rachel, I think you have one more culinary atrocity that's happening here in New York. I do. Um, so, you know, Mission Chinese downtown. Oh, yeah. Very it's like popular. Very one popular. of the hottest new restaurants. And I've never gotten in there because the line is always too long and they didn't take reservations for a long time. I don't know. Maybe now they do, but I don't care anymore. But um, they have a new they have a new appetizer on their menu. <laughs> and it's called Iced Szechuan Water Pickles. Water Pickles? Which, water Pickles. And it turns out... That it is actually an $8 bowl of ice. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> a 
it's just a bowl of ice. It's a bowl of ice. They must be taking the piss. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't have uh, pumpkin spice on it. It, it doesn't have with pickles with everything dill? bagels. No, it has. It's sprinkled with smoked habanero and caraway seeds and hibiscus. So it is like an everything bagel. It's caraway seeds. Yeah, sort of. I guess it's sort of like an everything bagel, except ice in a bowl. <laughs> and so the the food critic Robert Siestima, Sestima, Robert yeah. Siestima said, it took me a while to realize what it was. Um, (laughs) About two-thirds of the way through the meal, as it lay melting with neither of my guests touching it, it began to dawn on me, wait, this is just a bowl of ice. (laughs) And so then (laughs) there are all these things on Yelp about it, too. Some Yelper said, the Szechuan pickles did a good job cleansing my palate, too, but looked nothing like pickles. (laughs) The bowl was full of what looked like peach-colored rock salt floating in magenta-colored liquid. Where are the pickles? (laughs) Where are the pickles? I asked the exact same question. Where, for God's sake, are the pickles? That's really my question for society as a whole. Where are the fucking pickles? Where are the fucking pickles? No, no. no, All of these. Just restaurants, serve fucking food. Serve delicious food. I don't want your kitty litter on my menu. I don't want my (laughs) your pillowcases. I don't want your water pickles. Shut it down. No, shut it down. No, No, just normal. Be normal. (laughs) Be normal. Stay in your lane. Okay. (laughs) So, um, Rachel, we're recording this on Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween, everybody. Well, it's too late. It's happy November now, but um, well, when people are listening well, to I this. I hope everyone had a happy Halloween. Okay, well, we are still in the in the um, spirit of Halloween, so we're going to do a few Halloween stories for you here. Um, I have a question for you, a little bit of a brain teaser, Rachel. Where okay. do witches work? Where do witches work? It's a tongue, oh, tongue twister also. It's a tongue also. twister in... Um, we work <laughs> yes witches work and we works that's right <laughs> right well like a lot know. of us that, 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 that was the correct guess <laughs> okay i swear we didn't plan it um they like to work in co-working spaces like we work unfortunately the witches i'm about to talk about um could not afford uh, space in WeWork, which is actually quite expensive. They're working in sort of a second or third tier co-working space called Assemblage, which is in downtown New York on John Street. And to celebrate their affinity with the witch community, um, we received an email <laughs> that uh, announced an event at this co-working space Ooh. called the, the Witches Are Here. That's the name of it, The Witches Are Here. <laughs> and here's the copy that accompanied this email. <clears throat> what is a witch? Are you a witch? We sit at the crossroads of the witch and the magician this evening with our guests representing two intertwining <laughs> images of divine femininity. Pam, Pam is both a witch and a witch expert. And Belinda is one of the world's leading female magicians. Exploring the various paths to being or becoming a witch, the global witch movement, and the way in which this is a movement, in real time and on the internet, is a reclamation of thousands of years of oppression. This is a desperate publicity (laughs) ploy. But my question is, to whom is it directed? Is it directed to aspiring witches, to those intrigued by witches, those attracted to witches? 
I just, I don't understand the descriptions. If you are a witch, aren't you also by definition a witch expert? And why must you be defined? Only if you're self-knowing. Only if you're (laughs) self-knowing. Okay. Why must you be defined as a female magician? Can't you just be a magician? I have more on that. So Belinda, Belinda, who's one of the two witch and witch experts, um, she has a nightly show. Also on the website, <laughs> she has a nightly show, and it's called A Magician Among the Spirits, but magician is spelt magician, M-A-G-I-C-I-E-N-N-E, which I guess is a fanciful, uh, fanciful feminization of the word magician. Like um, comedian. Exactly. Or, so yeah. she has a nightly show, and it's held in the, configure, the, the configuring room, a space that seats only 13 people. It is a secret location until you purchase a ticket. When you arrive, you are transported to another New York when the interest in the spiritual was at its height, parentheses, 1860 to 1910. That's very specific. Okay. The, the, the room is alive, too. Small objects seem to dance. Bells ring. And sometimes a flower will explode. <laughs> I'm imagining like Daniel Day-Lewis in the back. Being like, I'll drink your milkshake. (laughs) I love that a flower exploding is like the supreme embodiment of the divine witchcraft of of Belinda in 1910. (laughs) These people are insane. Who would ever go work at assemblage? After. And this is what you do at work? This is what you do? This is do? what they're dedicating their resources to. Instead of providing you with a pleasant work environment with nice conference rooms and good Wi-Fi, they are creating witch events. This no. is nonsense. No. You know, I, I work for a company called Notel, and this is why we don't do co-working. We don't want witches. No. No, we who don't wants want witches? What, once you have co-working, it's come one, come all. If you get a witch, you have to celebrate them and start holding events. No. Notel <laughs> no. has the right idea. You have the right. It's not co-working. It's, uh, it's customized spaces, right? Customized. customized spaces for real companies doing actual work. We're not going to host covens. There's and there's no, no exploding witchcraft. flowers. To your there's, no witch. there's no witchcraft going on. So no, no assemblage. No, shut witchery. it down, assemblage. No. No. no, I mean Halloween is uh, Halloween in workplaces. You know, people bring their pets into work all the time, and now there's uh, the a growing trend, no doubt fueled by Instagram, that uh, people are dressing up their pets for Halloween. And people oh, knew yeah. this was like a small cutesy thing that people used to do. I just ran across this figure that this year uh, Americans will spend half a billion with a b billion dollars on pet costumes and that is up like 20 percent from last year well i know why because it's the only thing to focus on to not think about all the horrors around us uh that's a fair point like why not dress up your pet as like i don't know Peter Pan. It's not Peter Pan. It's, uh, there's a lot of the most popular po- costumes are are pumpkins and tacos and Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's I have fine. Another, I have another thing you can do to take your mind off of uh, of all the horrible things that are happening around Halloween. Uh, I would say it was uh, having sex with ghosts. Oh, that is that is my number one thing to right. take my so mind here, off. So here's the story of a woman with the. Uh, Remarkable name of Amethyst Realm, R-E-A-L-M, Amethyst Realm. Is that a given name or did she? It may be a taken name. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. She's a British woman. She told the TV show ITV this morning that um, she had cheated on her fiancé with a ghost. 
And since then, she had had 20 affairs with paranormal beings. Wait, and is her fiancé of the spirit world? No, or her like fiancé fl- was a human, a real human person. <laughs> like a live person. Yes, and she cheated on him with a ghost. And then she said, the orgasms I've had with my spirit lovers have been way more satisfying than any I've had with ordinary men. So she had uh, affairs with 20 different paranormal beings. And apparently the, the host of ITV this morning started to slut shame her about being a ghost slut. Um, <laughs> But she rebutted this because now she has found true love. She found okay. her one true spirit guide, literally. Um, they met on a work trip while she was on a work trip to Australia. Um, and I thought you was... were going to say they met in the assembly. <laughs> no, she was doing a walkabout space. in the bush and she felt a looming presence, and it was the love of her life. Uh, he proposed after nine months of being together during a trip to Wookiee Hole Caves in England. And she described... Wookiee Hole Caves? Wookie. Is that w- a thing? Yes. Like as in like... In the dis- in like Star Chewbacca? Wars? No, W-O-O-K-E-Y. Hole Caves. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, she describes the romantic <laughs> affair. Quote, there was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. <laughs> Well, that the, makes sense. But for the, first, the first, time, first thing that makes sense. But for the first time, I heard him speak. I love that there's like internal consistency to her story, despite how <laughs> preposterous it is. It's but for the first sense. time, I heard him speak. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful, deep, sexy, and real. And uh, they flew back from Australia, and they had sex in the airplane bathroom on the way back. And she said, finally, I'm a member of the Mile High Club. Um <laughs> So, and then they're planning a wedding ceremony to be soon. It's a pagan ceremony. She said, we haven't discussed the details yet, but I think it will be quite a big do. <laughs> it's going to be disappointing when she realizes that she was listening to a podcast with James Earl Jones. <laughs> the whole time. What Her happened in the bathroom <laughs> in the airplane? Which is her imagination? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it was the vibrations of the airplane. She, she it was, was the vibrations. Away. <laughs> okay. Yes. So Amethyst Realm, no. <laughs> no I can't no. even say. No, all of you witches, paranormal sex <laughs> maniacs, just <laughs> shut it down. Have sex with real people. Go to co-working and work with real people. Dress real people up in Halloween costumes. Just uh, can we make make Halloween great again? Make Halloween great again. Make Halloween human again. Shut it down. No. 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 Okay. Okay, Rachel, that's enough nonsense. There must be a little bit of real news here. What what, what have you been keeping your eye on? Yeah. So I want to talk about these um, Google payouts. I I don't know about this Google payout. They're always paying someone out, right? Everyone's always hustling, (laughs) paying someone. So, yeah. They're all grifters. Okay. So, like, at the end of last week, the New York Times published this expose detailing three instances of sexual harassment and assault at the upper echelons of the Googleplex. And it was basically like moving into a vomitorium. Like relocating completely. Like relocating, like by the bot, like by the end of the article, Moisture's I moving, was just. It was just like put down a so, deposit, sign a year's lease, and move into the vomitory. Basically, so what happened was Andy Rubin, who um, he created Android. Mm-hmm. You know, that oh thing. yeah, everyone but, uses you know, Android. A, yeah. Not me, right? But lots not of people, not yeah. me. So. So point is, we can live without it. Um, 
he um <laughs> he it sort left, of runs the world but okay yes <laughs> but okay um he left google in 2014 and he was given this like big hero's farewell with glowing public statements from the google founders larry page and sergey brin thanking him for all of his service and what they did not mention <laughs> was <laughs> The reason for Andy's departure was that he had sexually assaulted a woman he was having an affair with. Okay? Oh. So the woman. So he was fu- both having an affair and sexually assaulted her. Yes. A, a, um, I was going to say a rare combo, but it's sadly not that rare it's combo. Not that rare, no. And so the woman filed a complaint to Google's HR department and they began an investigation. And a few weeks into the inquiry, Google's board awarded. Andy Rubin, a stock grant worth $150 million. Of course they did. Of course they did. Well, look, he invented Android, so he basically gets free reign over anyone's body he'd like. And that's not all. <laughs> well, um, wait, there's more. <laughs> like, if we're on his way out, when, you know, he was secretly pushed out, the company gave him a $90 million exit wait, 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 wait. package. How do you get not, well, first of all, the question is, how do you get another $90 million on top of the $150 million? Second question is, how do I get this deal? So, exactly. Like, I don't think that, this is the depressing thing. Like, you and I will never be depraved enough to, to get warrant, this deal. <laughs> like, an eight-figure severance package. Right? I, I <laughs> mean, I've, yes, I've never even gotten a severance package. So, <laughs> so um, this is it gets even worse it was just like a scroll down disaster like so so in a suit filed this month by uh ruben's ex-wife she claimed he had multiple quote ownership relationships with other women during their marriage what does that mean like okay i'll tell you i'll tell you (laughs) he paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to these women and the suit included a screenshot of an email that Ruben sent to one of the women. And it said, you will be happy being taken care of. Being owned is kind of like you are my property and I can loan you to other people. Oh, my God. This guy? This, this guy, guy is employed by the company whose motto is or was don't be evil? Don't be evil. Yes. I'm old enough to remember Google's IPO. <laughs> And in the prospectus, it said, don't be evil, which is just such a terrible motto anyway, because first of all, it's a negative. How about just like, be good or like, be best. Don't be, be best. Be the worst. Be good. Be, be best. Be best. Milani was ahead of her time. She should have written the Google prospectus. She should have been the bank that took them public. Um, so they're being the worst. So they're the worst. Okay. So that's just one example. Then there's David Drummond, who's the former general counsel who had an affair with an underling, impregnated her, disclosed the relationship to the company after she had the baby, and then pushed her out of the company. Who are these and f- monsters? Who are and the, then they- where do these people come from? <laughs> okay. And then they forced Doesn't her to sign Google's waivers. supposed to have the like most robust recruiting like requirements in the world i guess they oh right just... their interview process is like world renowned there's like all these MBAs articles about how... study for years to be able to take the mythological google admissions test and this is what they get these dregs is, these, these dregs monsters? And, and this monster still works there he is alphabet he's chief the general legal counsel? Op- <laughs> yes he's their chief legal off legal okay <laughs> He has reaped $190 million from stock options and could make more than $200 million on other options and equity Is there any recourse for this most recent revelation for him? 
I mean, I just, I don't understand how they like can keep him with these optics. Like you mean to tell me that they couldn't find a single female lawyer to replace, like he's that good Doesn't of a lawyer? Doesn't have to be a female. Just make him someone who's not an insaniac. Like, <laughs> anybody. Not, not a anybody. Garbage monster. No, Google, just fire these people, pay them nothing, kick them on the way out and don't even sign their un- unemployment No, papers. but I have one. There's The third one is the most disgraceful. Oh, so there's more. <laughs> okay. Because it involves all of the things we hate. So Richard Duvall was a direct he's a director at Google X, the company's research and development arm, and he interviewed an engineer named Star Simpson. And during the job interview, he invites her to Burning Man. So Star Simpson drags Wait, this her is part mother- of the job interview process. He just invites her to Burning. Yeah, okay. I, which, it's so inappropriate. I mean, so- <laughs> I invite all of my prospective employees to Burning Man and Coachella. <laughs> So, but she goes, like she wanted the job. So she wears like a business suit (laughs) and goes to the middle of the Nevada desert and meets this guy in his yurt. And he asks her to take her shirt off and give him a back rub. Oh, were they doing ayahuasca? Who knows? Who knows? But she refused the back rub and she relented and gave him a neck rub. Oh, and a few that's weeks, so much better. <laughs> like a few weeks later, Google told her she didn't get the job. So the New York Times calls this guy and says, like, what's the deal? And he, he emailed the New York Times and apologized for his error of judgment oh. and said that Google X decided not to hire her before she even went to Burning Man. So could you imagine being this woman's mother, reading the New York Times, being like, my daughter wore a suit, dragged me to the middle of the desert to this fucking yurt, and they decided not to hire her before she even left? I can't even... No, I, I, why did, I, I would even require the mother to be involved in this. It's disgusting anyway. No, it's it's disgusting. So today, Thursday, there's almost 2,000 Google employees. Most of them are women. And they are staging a walkout at 15 Google offices or like around the globe. They're just like putting down their pencils. They're just down like, their, put, put down your knives and go. They're like, nope. <laughs> They're demanding an end to this nonsense forced arbitration, these confidentiality agreements. They want a fair work environment that works for everybody. So to them, I say, no, good for you. No, good for to, you. Nope to Google. Walk out. Nope, nope to Google. To Google. This is le- disgusting. At, at, last topic. At least we have celebrities, celebrities oh, to least. set us right, to to tell us the to be our moral compass, right? To be our moral compass. Yeah. I, I mean, I love celebrity interviews. I used to do them, and now I just Drew, read them. <laughs> Drew, Barry, Drew Barrymore's interview recently with the Egypt Air In Flight <laughs> Magazine was among the finest. Piece One of, of celebrity finest... journalism ever published. <laughs> ever published. <laughs> One of the realists. Um, so there's a Q&A now in Vanity Fair with um, Diane Lane. It's on VanityFair.com. And it is so bananas, we have to discuss it. So so Diane Lane Full disclosure, is in... you've written for Vanity Fair. I have, yes. Okay. Um, and who knows? Maybe I will continue to. We, we don't know. We can't <laughs> Not predict. after this segment. <laughs> No, no, this is nothing against Vanity Fair. Um, this is this was excellent journalism. So uh, Diane Lane is on series six of House of Cards, which will be the final series on Thank Netflix. God. And and yeah, but House of Cards is the very thing that turned Netflix into an original content 
powerhouse. Yes. You know, it's yes. like a historic show and it starred Kevin Spacey. But, you know, speaking of the Me Too movement, he got fired for sexual assault and he's no longer going to be on the series. So for the final season, Robin Wright is taking the lead as President Claire Underwood. And previously she played the First Lady. She was the scheming wife of President Frank right. Underwood. Right. It's and kind so of a I would, spoiler I haven't watched, but I don't care because I ain't going to watch it. But okay. All right, fine. But so the central tension in this season will be between Claire Underwood and a Rebecca Mercer type character named Annette Shepard, who's played by Diane Lane. Okay. Just to cool. set the scene. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've always loved Diane Lane. She's a national treasure. Um, and so the reporter, <laughs> Joy first, Press. Our first female aviator. <laughs> our first, Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> our finest living actress, Joy Press, who is the reporter, she said that Diane Lane had just finished several days of promoting the series and she seemed both, quote, mellow and frazzled and described her conversational style as effervescently slippery, shifting between the past and present so that it sometimes felt like she was keeping parallel discussions going on in her head. Those are great words. I'm not sure what they mean, but it's a, she's a fabulous writer. Yes. <laughs> and so, okay, so there's um, this one part of the interview where, where the reporter says in the question, there are some fantastic interactions between your character and Claire Underwood. The repartee is like something out of an old movie. And Diane Lane says, but we don't pass the rectal test, right? <laughs> What does that mean? We don't pass a rectal says, test. Am I saying it right? And the reporter is like, uh, you mean Bechtel? Like Alison Bechtel? The Bechtel test? And the Bechtel test is the test that looks at a movie and sees if when women are having a conversation, it's about something other than a man. Right. right? And so, and Diane Lane says, oh, yeah, that's it. When the Bechdel test was first mentioned, I thought, yeah, what's up with that? Why are guys always able to talk about whatever's going on in the story? And then the ladies are coming on talking about the guys. I mean, it's just dumb. Okay, so she got the idea of the Bechdel test. She just thought it was the rectal test. But... So is she saying... Is she saying that they didn't pass the rectal... So she said we didn't pass the rectal test. Because did, did they not pass it because she thought it was an actual rectal test, like something up their rectum? Or had it been the Bechtel test, they would have passed it, but she thought it was a rectal test. This is the question. So she's, she's no, saying... This they, is not worth our time. We do not need to think about these things. We do not deserve nice things. Fly I think they failed the rectal test, but passed the Bechtel test. <laughs> Congratulations, Diane Lane. You have passed and yet also <laughs> failed. Nope. Shut it down. No, shut it down. Okay. okay. Uh, this is this has been such a terrible week. I hope you've had fun talking about it with us. But uh, this is the part of the podcast where we get to the yups. These are the things that are little beacons of light, things that delight us this week. There are few and far between, but we do have few a few. Rachel, you have one that uh, moved your soul this week. It, it really did. My yup goes to Robin, the Swedish recording artist. Is that with an I or a Y? A Y. Okay. Um, and don't you forget it. She just released her first album in eight years. It's called Honey. It's amazing. I worked from home on Friday so that I can play it and uh, just sort of <laughs> parade around my is apartment. That, is that what you told your boss? You were like, oh, I, I have childcare <laughs> issues or I'm coming down with something. But no. No, I was like, Robin's <laughs> album came out. You can't expect me to come to the office today. <laughs> 
So there's this one song called Missing You. And, you know, Brian, we're not together this week. We are far apart. You are in Duck, North Carolina, and I am home. And I I dedicate this song to you. I miss you. you. I miss you, too. (laughs) You know, I wrote a song called Missing You, too. And I, I, you know, I don't know. This one might be better. Robin's might be better. I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, I will just say that Robin has this unique ability to write these very danceable songs that are lyrically extremely sad, and it reflects the times we're living in. It reflects this podcast. She went through an extreme episode of depression, lost a friend, had a breakup, and um, I just I salute you, Robin. You're an amazing okay. artist. So yep to Robin and her new release. Uh, this will be very quick, but my yep goes out to Election Day. This is the last podcast of Nope you will hear before Election Day. I urge all of you to vote. Everything we talk about on this podcast, we do talk about popular culture, all kinds of horrible things. Uh, A lot of them are political. But the only way you can change things is to go out and vote. We hope that we make a change. We promise we will still be here. I guarantee you the world will not be fixed in an instant, but it might be a little a little step at least back from the brink. And we hope that you go make that happen and vote. I was going to say vote for whoever you want to. It doesn't matter which party, but of course it matters with party. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know which party you're going to vote for. So please do that. Exactly. Please vote. <laughs> and if, if you listen to this podcast and you do not vote and you you are eligible to vote in the United States, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> we don't want we, you. We, don't, we don't, don't want you. Don't rate. Don't review. Don't subscribe. Don't tell your friends. Just go away and Just dig go a away hole and, and bury go in a hole. <laughs> okay. Speaking of uh, going in a hole, next week is uh, it's really up in the air. Rachel, you are going to be in Portugal. I am still going to be here at the beach. We maybe will be will decide to have an episode. We may not decide to have an episode. A lot will determine on the results of the election on Tuesday because we record this on Wednesday. It might be that if we're so happy, we might have a, a yup extravaganza. We might do all kinds of yups. It might be that if we are disappointed with the results, we might have an all nope or we may be so depressed that we can't even turn on the microphones. But we will embrace the I will embrace the Portuguese version of the Ponce drunk lifestyle. <laughs> you have to that's your mission. That's your journalistic mission <laughs> is to find out what is the Pong Strunk Huge uh, Portuguese <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> okay. Well, please go out and vote. Until then, this has been a terrible, terrible week for so many reasons, but it's a lot of fun uh, talking about it with you. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. There's this empty space you left